Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. We hope you had a happy Halloween. And it's November. Did you post your videos on? No, I have to figure out which order they go in, and I just haven't had the mental space for it. So, because I have to figure out like which one went where, because they're not in the right order. Yeah. So, you should try to do that though. I will do it. I promise I will do it before Tuesday. Okay. That is my my goal. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I, I do need to get them posted. Lexi and the one that sent in the really scary stories about the... Lindsay. Yes, thank you. Um, They both messaged me, so I asked both of them and said, hey, how did they... How did the audio sound from my phone on the... You know how I, like... Yeah. And they both said it sounded fine, so that's Yeah, did good. you not listen? No. Oh. No. Yeah. It's too... Sometimes, like, I'll, I like listening to yours a little bit better because then I don't have to listen to myself. Do you like to listen to mine better or do you not care? No, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes I sound really stupid. Yeah. I so. think it's just, yeah, personal preference. But, I, yeah, it sounded fine. I could hear everything. Okay. So, okay. hopefully people enjoyed that episode. I liked it, so... Apparently, Lindsay has more stories. Oh, good. For next year. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, should I just read you what she said? Oh, um, hold on. I do have my phone. I can read it really quick if you don't... If, if you're cool with that. Sure. So... Because she just messaged me on Messenger, and she said... Um, oh my god, I listened to the Halloween episode on your podcast. I loved it so much. Your reactions reading my stories killed me. And yes, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm glad. So, and I said they were so good. Thank you so much for sending them in. And she said, I'm glad that I'm glad you liked them. If you ever do another listener episode, let me know. I've got lots of stories. So sweet. We'll hold you to that. For real. Uh oh. I've already said um twice like twice. Oh, oh well. It's fine. <laughs> I haven't been keeping count, have you? I certainly haven't. Yeah, twice in my hand. Well, okay. <laughs> I meant like oh, in yeah. other episodes. I no. have not been keeping track or writing anything down or anything. So we are in November. Already. Where and did this year go? Yeah, I don't know. Went like, fast. Like in September, I was like, oh my God, 60 days until our trip. And then now it's our trip in yeah. like a week. week. Less than. So we will... Yeah, we'll be gone, but it won't matter. We're still posting episodes, but do you have anything you need to chit-chat about before we... I'm, like, weirdly paranoid that we did the same story this week. I don't know why. Oh, we didn't even, like... Talk. We didn't even tell each other where we're, which state we were in. I'm in Minnesota. Okay, thank God. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Whew, we didn't. <laughs> I was... I don't know why, but, like, I was driving here, and I was like, oh, my God, what if this is it? What if this is the time? I almost fell down some stairs yesterday. The house that I'm dog-sitting at... You, like, go up the main flight of stairs, and then there's, like, five or six stairs that go up to a hallway, and then five or six stairs that go into the bathroom. And I've been scared I'm going to fall down the stairs from the bathroom because those are the ones that go straight down. And I was, like, turning the light off yesterday, and I was carrying my computer in one hand, and I missed a whole stair, and I just fell and slammed into the door. Can and I, I was just like, say that was a very squirrel moment yeah i was sorry you were literally talking about how you were afraid you're gonna do this yeah well that's because i was also scared and then you're like oh also i fell down the stairs (laughs) i know (laughs) i just wanted to tell you because i forgot to tell anybody really and so i was like 
just real glad I didn't follow it down the stairs. But I was working on my episode. That's why I had... Oh. So my computer was open, so I couldn't really see where I was going. Yeah. And so I thought I'd gone down enough stairs, and I just completely missed a whole stair and Whoops. slammed into a door. So at least it wasn't down the stairs. But yeah, I was driving here from that house that I'm staying at, and I was like, oh, God, we did the same story. Nope. We did the same story, but We're we good. didn't. For some reason, I think maybe... I don't think I should have looked, but okay. I'll just get into it. So okay. this week, um, like I said, I'm back in the uh, the state of Minnesota. Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even notice, honestly. Like I really don't. I I I do. But I was gonna say that I was gonna do the story from Cloquet, the one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Nothing. I mean, you can find stuff, but it's, it's gonna, it's like, that's gonna have to be one where we put it with a bunch of other, a bunch ones. Of other ones. So maybe do like a whole Superior Duluth cloak, like a North Shore kind of yeah. focused. That was my, my goal for this week. It didn't work out. And then I had my heart set on Minnesota. So I was like. That's fair. I'll talk about this one, which is apparently one of the most famous. I just went to my list and said, hmm, what name is speaking to me? Famous disappearances. Oh, so maybe Minnesota. I'll have heard of it. So, um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think your reaction to it is even better. That was like a whole body reaction. That wasn't just a shit. That was like eye roll, head roll, like <laughs> whole, on, it, was, like, it was like a whole body situation. All right. So, we're going to travel back to 1993 and talk about the disappearance of Hangley. Back in 1993, Hangley was a 17-year-old first-generation American senior at Highland Park Senior High School in St. Paul. Her future plans consisted of attending the University of Minnesota, and she wanted to become a writer. She was described as someone who was sweet-natured and kind. She worked a job at a local restaurant to help earn money to feed her large family. You know, Asian families can tend to be larger so yeah she and she a lot of times they have like multi-generational yeah. homes i had a co-worker who was Hmong american and she had like her parents her sisters her uncle her yeah. cousin yeah it, like yeah. yeah it's like a ton of people yeah uh so she got a job to help uh with the family okay but she also had a little bit of a rebellious side to her um her little brother Koa, Koa, uh, remembered her love for heavy metal music, 80s fashion, <laughs> and the one time she dyed her hair red, which for a Asian American, or just, you know, Asian, I feel like their cultures, it, he, it was very uh, frowned upon, apparently, in the yeah. community, obviously. Yeah. Especially in the 1990s, like, things were a little different. Right. People weren't as accepting as they are now. Like, heavy metal and 80s fashion is that terrible. <laughs> right. Oh, God forbid. I know. How dare she? Her parents also stated that in high school, Hang may have begun to hang out with a bit of a uh, not-so-nice crowd. Tougher? Yeah. Okay. I lost my spot. And Sorry. some of her friends may have been involved in things like drugs and other illegal activity. Okay. Again, not the greatest group of friends but at the same time it's like they're in high school and 
you know you you make some bad decisions in high school her oh but just prior to her disappearance uh hang seemed to be doing better better quote-unquote i don't think she was doing bad but and kind of like society societal opinion or like her parents opinion yeah kind of thing she'd gotten um the job that i talked about she began hanging out with her a little bit of a different crowd so she kind of got away from her rougher friends and her parents thought she seemed like very happy and back on the right track on the night of January 12th, 1993, Hang called into work telling her boss that she had an interview for a new job. Her boss was like, cool, good luck. And she was last seen leaving her St. Paul home with her friend Kaya Nikki Lee. Um, I'm going to call her Nikki. Okay. Between 6 and 7 p.m. to Hang head to uh, that interview. And they have the same last name, but they're not related. Okay. Ominously, right before she left, she told her brother, quote, if I don't come back, then come and look for me, end quote. Oh. Not too long after Nikki and Hang left, Nikki returned home, but Hang never did. After a few days of not hearing from Hang, her parents officially reported her missing. Not 100% sure why they waited a few days. You just answered my question. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know if it maybe it was the, that they just thought they needed to wait. 48 hours because because they immigrated here correct yeah so do you think maybe there could have been like a language barrier that made it difficult or i don't know okay i'm not gonna speculate that's i mean yeah that's that's fair i don't i don't know the first step that police took in the investigation was to question nikki obviously since she was the last person known to be with hang and is who hang left her house with that evening makes sense when they first spoke to Nikki, she stated that Hang had gotten into a car with her, quote, white friends and then drove off, leaving Nikki alone. With this information, please believe that she had left on her own accord. Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Hang had left uh, a lot of things behind, such as all her clothing, her college savings, a $100 paycheck that she hadn't cashed. And her purse. So they're saying, like, we think she went with them of her own free will, but we don't think she realized or thought it would be for for long. Correct? Kind of a situation. Like, no. They thought she, like, just left. Yeah, but they didn't think she wasn't coming back. Like, she no, was. They were the, considering her missing because. The police? Uh, yeah, because. No, all, they at first assumed she just wasn't coming back. Oh, even though she left all her stuff? Yeah. That seems counterproductive, but okay. Yeah, I mean, how many... We could have this argument. I mean, not argument. We could have this conversation all day where, like, a lot of people who disappear still leave all their things behind and police still are always like, well, she ran away. Yeah, no, you're wrong. You're not wrong, but I just... She's so... Well, it doesn't matter. It Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just... I wanted clarification, I guess, for myself for police to be like... If if police were like, we don't think that she meant to be gone this long or they did think that she was still she wasn't actually missing she had meant to leave okay so i i got it thank you then all of a sudden six months later nikki's story changed and so did the police's theory 
Nikki told authorities that Hang had gone with her to a job interview for her own employer, Mark Wallace. Mark owned a small painting and carpentry business and had asked Nikki if she knew any of her friends that would potentially be looking for work, and she immediately thought of Hang, even though Nikki thought the request was weird because they didn't have enough work to do to take on a new employee. So she was like, I mean, yeah, I have a friend who's looking for a job, but at the same time, like, we don't, I don't even, we don't even have enough work for the people who work here. So So are we feeling, because here's where I'm feeling, I'm feeling illegal activity is happening that he needs somebody for no i don't if that just is what it feels like i don't know i'm just suspicious of everybody okay nikki said she originally lied because she believed that hang had run away and also mark had asked her not to tell anyone what really happened yeah he's involved according to her she and hang had gone to meet with mark together When he showed up to meet them, he was driving a light-colored 1988 Chevy Cavalier. Nikki took note of this because it was different from the normal white pickup truck that he normally drove. Hang got into the car, and she and Mark drove off, Um, and Nikki was under the impression that Mark was taking her home. Now, I did get a little varying information on this fact. Oh. One of the, like, some of the things I read said that both Hang and Nikki got in the car, and Mark dropped Nikki off at home first and then was going to bring Hang home after. Okay. But I don't, that doesn't, like, sh- they drove in their own, Nikki drove her own car to go Oh, so that doesn't make sense. them. So I don't, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. But that's something. Because you wouldn't sources. just, like, leave your car leave somewhere. Your car. Yeah. I don't know. So, but some of those sources did say that. So, okay. So, just I want to get the timeline right. So, Nikki and Hang leave Nikki's or Hang's house together and they go to where Nikki works for an I interview. I don't know where they go. Okay. So, they meet Mark, yeah. her boss, somewhere. Yeah. And then one or both of them get into Mark's car and they leave. And then, either way, the Nikki gets home. Nikki is under but, the impression that he, Mark was bringing Hang. Okay. Home. Hang never gets Whether home. Whether she was in the car with them or she wasn't. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's correct. Okay. When police went and talked to Mark, he stated that, yes, the original plan was to drop Hang off at home, but he ended up dropping her off near her current workplace instead and hadn't seen her since. Obviously, the fact that Hang was last seen with Mark Wallace made him an immediate person of interest in this case, and the fact that Mark had just gotten out of prison a year and a half prior for two criminal sexual assault cases added to the suspicion. In one of those cases, Mark had sexually assaulted a 16-year-old girl in Cottage Grove who had gone to him on, gone to him on the promise of a job, job interview, uh. just like in this case. Police at the time got a search warrant to search Mark's property. Uh, The truck Hang was last seen in, or the car Hang was last seen in, and his business. But with this being six months later, they were at a big disadvantage and weren't able to find anything. Especially because the technology, they they just didn't have the technology we do now. Right. You know, now you might still have a chance, but... Yeah. And with that, unfortunately, uh, police... For police, the case seemed to go cold pretty quickly after this. Even though they believed that Mark was involved, they were never never able to prove anything. And her body has never been found to this day. Mm. So we're still not 100% sure what happened to Hang Lee. 
But that doesn't mean that there aren't some theories out there that surround her disappearance. And let's talk about those next. Now, although originally it was thought that this could be a case where Hang just up and left her life, like I said, that theory was quickly abandoned when first Nikki changed her story to include Mark Wallace and second, the fact that not only did Hang literally leave everything behind, but she also had, like, future plans. Right. Uh, which they just thought, you know, why would she have all this, like, well, planned out if she was just going to leave? Right. If you want to leave your life, that's great. Tell one person. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I'm okay. I just am done. Yeah. I just don't want to. I got to go. Like, don't just up and go. <laughs> that's my safety tough point, life tip. Point for today. <laughs> the most likely theory in this case is that this was a premeditated attack. We know for a fact that Mark Wallace had used the ruse of a job interview to lure women in before and that he was known to attack women, period. This doesn't mean that Hang was the intended target, but that she was just uh, the wrong in the wrong place at the wrong time, essentially. So it was just kind of like she was a victim of planned opportunity. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people wonder, too, if Nikki was involved in any way, since she is the link that connects Mark and Hang together. But whether she was a willing participant or not, she did make the introduction between the two. Right. I don't think she was involved at no. all. I think she really just... She obviously trusted her boss. Yeah. She worked for him. And when he thought... Or when he said, you know, do, do you know anyone who has looking for people to work? So... I don't think she had any malicious intent. No, I, it doesn't feel like that. No. Although... It does make me sad that she didn't tell police sooner. Right away, yeah. The truth. Like, I can understand not. You know, she's a high schooler who's being told by an authority figure that she trusts, hey, don't tell the police. We think she trusts, yeah. Yeah. That we're assuming that she trusted. Yeah. So I can understand why she did it. I mean, honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. Or at least been like you know mom something weird happened you know like i would probably mention it to my parents i wonder if she knew his like background or his history Ooh, that's a good question i feel like no because i personally even now would be very hesitant to work for somebody who was in prison for that specific reason right i agree as a female right another popular theory out there is that hang was the victim of some sort of accident it was never known if Hang was the one to partake in drugs, but we do know for a fact that she did have some friends who were in the quote-unquote rougher crowd. So did she accidentally overdose, and the people she was with panicked and hid her body so no one would ever know what happened? I don't... Again, this theory just... It seems too clean for a bunch of high schoolers. High schoolers, yeah. High schoolers are fucking for idiots. it to be literally... <laughs> what? No, it's 30 years later. Yeah. Almost. 2023. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 30, 30 years, years later. later yeah wow that's i just got a case of i'm getting old shut (laughs) the fuck up emily i will punch you right in the face it just doesn't make sense that they would be able to like nobody talked in 30 years it just that yeah especially as a group of high schoolers and for for nothing to be found for 30 years that that takes some like forethought yeah and we also know that before her disappearance she had kind of started hang out with other people yeah, and kind of drift out of that right crowd so just doesn't really 
this doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, that one doesn't ring true for me. So those two theories, the premeditated theory and then the accident theory seem to be the two most popular. Right. With obviously the premeditated theory being the most popular. Right. That I mean, that's 100% where I said. And most people believe Mark Wallace is responsible. Is he still around? Do you know? In 2009, Ramsey County Sheriff Detective Kevin Navarra got a tip from a neighbor of Wallace's mother that a garage had been built extremely fast on her property, and it seemed a bit suspicious. Yeah, we watched this video. the fuck up. I don't really want to talk about it, because I don't know if they would feel comfortable with it, but... Fair. There's... Kara Levin investigates. Have you heard that? Um... I've never, I don't think I've ever watched it, but I've heard of it. It's like a, an extra segment that they do like online yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, they did a little blurb about this case. So this is where I got that information from. Okay. So if you wanted to watch the interview, uh, I can please send, it send to you me. the yes. link. Please, please, please. And maybe put it on our Facebook group. Okay. So they got a tip from a neighbor that, there was a garage on her property that was built like very abnormally quick. Okay. And they were like, that's a little suspicious. So they were able to obtain a search warrant for the garage. And when they brought in cadaver dogs, uh, they did hit on something in that garage. So it's like a full sized like car garage like or is it is it garage. so kind of closer to like a between a shed and a garage yeah okay yeah it's a little bit smaller yeah. but okay got it but when they drilled holes in the garage concrete to see if they could get anything more the dogs didn't show any interest so unfortunately they were unable to do any actual digging at okay. the site i they drug the drilled the holes in the floor because like they thought with the smell Mm -hmm. like that would make the smell come up more but the dogs were like nah we're good so jk don't know why they alerted first and then didn't alert again but interesting it is what it is in 2016 mark wallace kidnapped a young woman and held her against her will in a hotel room oh yeah this guy's definitely fucking involved the young woman was a friend of his daughter who had been staying with the family he abused her and threatened her life. Um, thankfully, the woman was able to escape, and she told investigators that Mark had mentioned that he killed a woman who, quote, went into his business but never came out, end quote. And she believes he was referencing Hang, but he never mentioned a name. He was committed to three years in prison for this kidnapping, um, and when he was supposed to get out, he was then committed to... A facility for sexual predators in Moose Lake because he has been proven Prior. to be a danger to society. Okay. I don't know what that place is called. Didn't even know it existed until I... I, I find that really interesting. Huh. That they... I don't want to... No, you'll get mad at me. I don't want to get into it. Never mind. Okay. We'll talk, we'll about, talk it about it later. Yeah. He will be kept in that facility until he is proven to be rehabilitated. So never. So for the rest of this his life. was in 2019. Okay. And I don't know if he's still there or not. I didn't. See I would that hope so. Said that he was let out. 
I would hope so because he definitely seems like a threat. This is at least his third, his third proven, if not fourth, and yeah. alleged murder in the third one. Alleged, yeah. So, well, in in the alleged third one, I guess. Yeah. But so, who else could it have been though? Like, right? Realistically, right? Don't cops always say like there's no such thing as a coincidence? Yeah. Like, I, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. He's involved. He's involved, and they just don't have the proof that they need. Yeah. They need to find a body, or, well, remains, I guess. It's not yeah. going to be a body anymore. Or get a confession or something. Yeah. yeah. I I think that it seems to be the consensus here. Ugh. And now, quickly before I finish, I want to talk about one more case that seems to be linked a lot with Hang Lee's okay. case. I, when I google when you google like hang lee missing Mm -hmm. this other one also pops up and there's like a lot of articles that are written about both of them okay so so like they just talk about hang lee and then this other case in the same article type situation a lot yeah okay this is the story of susan swedell i might have that one on my list susan's story is actually one i have listened to before in a podcast called still missing which does a deep dive into the story. So if you're interested in more of a deep telling of what happened, I can definitely recommend that podcast. It was very good. So Still Missing is what it's called. Anyway, on January 19th, 1988, so this was a few years before Hang went missing, but around the same time of year. Okay. Same month. Then a couple yeah. days. Yep. 19-year-old Susan finished up her shift at the Kmart in Oak Park Heights, Minnesota. Do you know where oh, it is? Oh, Kmart. Oak Park Heights. Oak Park Heights. I feel like it's Northern Burbs. It's like next to Stillwater. Okay. So yeah, like the Northern Oak Burbs. Park Heights and Stillwater are basically, it's like right off 36. Okay. Is um, that kind of by the Oak, by that Marcus Theater over there? No. Okay. That's Oakdale. Yeah, but it's in that general vicinity. I mean, it's next to Stillwater. So. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, Sorry. She finished with her shift around 9 p.m. that night. Susan told coworkers that she planned on going straight home to watch a movie and eat popcorn with her mom and sister. But before she left the store, she changed into a short skirt, which many found odd considering the cold and snowy weather outside and because she was also supposed to be going straight home. I guess this night it was snowing pretty bad, like it does in January. Yeah. So they're... Those big fat flakes. A little confused on why. You're if putting you're going straight home. Spring or summer clothes. For, why are you putting on a skirt? And yeah. It's also cold outside, so... And the last thing you want to do is get stuck on the roads in a tiny little skirt. Yeah. Ooh. She also didn't have a coat or any boots on. She, Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, right. She then started the drive home, but on her way, her 1975 Oldsmobile Cutlass um, overpowered or overpowered, overheated 30 minutes into her drive. And she How? had to stop at a gas station on the corner of Manning Avenue and Highway 5, which was approximately one mile from her home. Oh, God. She's so close. So you got to think, okay. She worked in Oak Park Heights, Stillwater, and at the time she lived in, her and her mom and her sister lived in Lake Elmo, which they're 
right next to each other yeah not not too far no and it took her 30 minutes to get that far so that kind of tells you what the how, how what the weather and yeah. the roads and stuff were we're doing that night yeah the employee at the gas station allowed her to park her car there in the lot so she actually went inside and talked to them and was like hey my car's shit out on me i'm paraphrasing here <laughs> i'm making shit up actually is it okay if i just leave it here overnight right and he was like yeah that's cool the employee then stated he saw susan get into a car with an unidentified male that male is described as having shoulder length curly sandy brown hair and a well-built physique the car he was driving was a light-colored older model car and unfortunately susan was never seen or heard from again that description of that car sounds familiar yeah. around 11 p.m that night when susan didn't return home her mom called the washington county sheriff's department and asked if they would search for susan's car in the ditch between the kmart and their lake Elmo home so she just assumed that she got she into gone, the ditch or something yeah, off happened. the okay. side of the road they didn't which is like a reasonable oh thought. yeah yeah they didn't find the car in the ditch but they did find it parked at that gas station okay so they did find it at least yep police searched her car and inside found her glasses which she was known to pretty much wear at all times her driver's license and her purse her car was towed to a repair shop and they stated that the pet cock on the radiator had been loosened and the car had no water in it which caused it to overheat Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, I always assumed that overheating had to do with the weather. Please but believe I was stupid, so. that this was done deliberately. And then that person followed Susan in her car until it overheated and she was forced to, forced to pull over for help. Even crazier. Well, I guess this is just, this is a crazy. That gives me a lot of ick. That gives me big ick feelings. Yeah. So Susan's mom actually believes that she stopped by the house a few days after her disappearance. She stated that what? when she got home, there was a Swedish-smelling smoke odor throughout the house. Her mom. Um, there were dirty dishes in the sink that weren't there before, and the house's spare key had been moved. On top of all this, the red pantsuit that Susan was wearing the day she disappeared before she had changed into her skirt was found in a ball underneath her bed. There was nothing missing, missing or taken from the home, and it's unclear if she was ever actually there or not. Before her disappearance, Susan had been spending... Yeah, I know you look confused. I'm so flabbergasted. That part... I remember hearing, like, listening about that in the podcast, and that just, like, flabbergasted me. Yes, I... Like... What? Yeah. I'm... I'm sure this is making riveting listening, as I just <laughs> sit here in complete shock. I, that's 100% not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Before her disappearance, Susan had been spending a lot of time on telephone chat lines talking to boys, and it was known that she had been receiving calls at work from a man named Dale. Mark Wallace fits into this case because the timeline description and vehicle match several details in Hank's case and Susan's case match. He has not been ruled out as a suspect in this case, but again, we don't really know. Authorities did detect activity on Susan's social security number in 2006, but unfortunately it ended up being a case of stolen identity. God, I hope they didn't tell her mom that there was 
or her sister that there was activity before they found out it was stolen. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, can you imagine the hope you'd get and then all of a sudden it's... Crushed? Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be just heart-wrenching. Yeah. So that's the unsolved disappearances of Hangley and a very quick description of Susan Swiddell. So there we go. That's all I got. I'm, I, I can't get over... I can't get over the weirdness of someone going into that house. Because if it wasn't her, then what is his reasoning for going into that house? Like, to get caught, right? That's way, really, really risky to pull a stunt like that if it's him. But then if it if it is her, that's also really risky because, like, why is she still alive? Is she going there of her own free will? Is she able to go there and just, like, leave? Did he bring her there and said, like, uh, it just doesn't, none of it makes sense. That does, And, like, for it to be an intruder and not connected to her at all doesn't make sense either because, like, they found clothes that shouldn't be at the house. I think for me it's more... Let's say she, for some reason, wanted to walk away from her own life, too. Just like I'm playing devil's advocate here, obviously. I don't think she just chose to walk away from her life. But if she did, why go back? Right. And not, she didn't take anything. Right. Why go back? That's the thing. The only thing went, like, why go back and just leave your clothes and a ball underneath your bed? And then dirty some dishes. Yeah. It... It doesn't make sense. No. None of it makes sense. No. Because even if... Okay, so let's say I'm the murderer. And I'm like, okay, I got to get rid of this evidence. I'm not going to bring it back to the house. Right. Are you you nuts? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Also, I'm not going to go into that house because then they have my DNA in that house. Yeah. Or they have... Or I could walk in and someone else could be there. Or I could be in there and somebody else could walk in. So, like, it being whoever hurt her does not make sense. If it was a friend who somehow had her clothes, even if it's even if it's your best, best friend, I'm thinking one of the three. Yeah. They're not going to just come in our parents' house, leave your dirty clothes underneath the bed if you've been missing for a while, a couple right. days, right? Yeah. And then like dirty some dishes and leave. That's not that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like more a, than likely they're going to be with us trying to help us find you. I think that's the most puzzling part. About I hate it. Story. I hate it. Yeah. I'm going to lose sleep over this. You're welcome. You should listen to the podcast. It's really good. Yeah. I'll have to write down the, the so, name. Yeah, I might actually restart it. Why not? I'm. So. I can't get over that spot. So I'm going to be stuck on go. that for the rest of the day. Uh, okay. My sources were the Charlie Project um, for both Hang and Susan. <laughs> the morbidlibrary.com. Twincities.com. Care11.com. And then I didn't get any of my information for this episode on from that still missing podcast but i'll just mention it anyway so. okay there you go um our socials are mw madness podcast at gmail that is also our instagram yep and then midwest madness podcast facebook group we have had a couple of new members in the last week or so like three or four maybe so right. welcome thanks for joining us Cool, you guys. Well, we hope you have a great rest of your week. If you work, 
in a bank or at the schools, you should have Friday Actually, off. we only have it off because it's the end of the quarter. Oh. We don't have it off for the holiday. Well. So I don't know if other schools have it off for the holiday or. Never mind then. If you work somewhere where you're lucky enough and you have <laughs> to Friday have Friday off, off like me. enjoy it because mom works at a bank and she doesn't. That's true. Good point. So. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye.